My brother Mike will be dropping his eighth jazz album this week. I'm going to do what I can to promote it. But first, let me take you back to a time when we didn't think something as ambitious as recording an album was even possible. I'm Ken Boone, and this is my podcast, Much More to Say. first strain of COVID effectively shut everything down, bassist Mike Boone, a.k.a. my older brother, graciously agreed to be interviewed for the first episode of my podcast, Freelancer Survival Stories. At the time, his income streams were effectively cut off, income from teaching, live performances, and recording sessions suddenly disappeared. But that didn't dampen his spirits. As you can tell from the tone of the interview, you're about to hear. Please forgive the poor audio quality as I was working out the kinks in Zoom at the time. Now, I've known you my whole life, but um, everyone else may not have. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself professionally? Like, what do you do? How long you've been doing it? And things like that. My name is Michael Boone. Um, I'm a professional musician. I play the bass. I play the acoustic bass and the electric bass. Oh, uh, God, I've been, I'm 63 years old, and I've probably been playing professionally since I was about 18 or 19. I started um, when I was at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester. I started playing in a band that did, I guess we could call top 40 stuff. And that started probably my um, junior year in college. I think I was more like 20 years old. So I guess we're talking 43 years of um, professional fighting. Have you suffered a drop-off in business due to this pandemic? If so, in what ways has your business or your gig or whatever been affected? Uh, I definitely suffered a drop-off. Um, for example, I mean, as everybody else did, I mean, it's across the board, so I can't really get really too mad just kind of leveled the playing field for everybody. Uh, for example, the week um, that they, the week after they shut everything down, I was supposed to play um, with the good friend Ori Kane um, with the Boston Symphony Orchestra. It was three nights up there and a couple of rehearsals. We were doing a piece that he had wrote for a black abolitionist um, in Philadelphia in the early 1900s. A, guy, a person by the name of Octavius Gatto. And we were supposed to do that. I also had a bunch of things on the books, a bunch of local gigs that I do, um, some touring, um, just a lot, you know, just just a lot of different things. Um, I have my steady church gig, and yeah, I've lost a lot of work. Um, what I've been doing is I've been doing some um, online teaching. Um, I've actually done a couple of um, Facebook Live concerts um, where I have a band in a um, soundstage. We did one last night. It was successful. But I mean, from, by that, we were able to make enough money that we would probably make on a regular four-hour jazz gig. 
which isn't much, you know, maybe between eighty and a hundred dollars. Um, I did a couple of Zoom, like I say, a couple of private lessons. Um, I'm trying to expand that, and you know, maybe do the Zoom thing a little—not the Zoom, the um, Facebook concerts a little bit more. But eventually, I'll probably end up driving, uh, delivering food and stuff for people. So yeah, to answer your question, it's falling off a lot. Once we get the all clear and we're uh, back to normal, so to speak, how do you plan on continuing or resuming business operations? Well, first of all, I, mean, I don't think everything's going to be back to normal because a lot of what I do, I play out and you know, play in restaurants. I play, I'm a musician. You play in front of an audience. That's why, that's, that's the whole purpose of music. That's the whole purpose of art. You have artists or musicians, they play, and you play for people. I mean, with music, you have different mediums. I mean, you can record CDs and albums, but those things have gotten phased out. Um, there's not a whole lot of money, you know, so you basically have to tour a lot of my jazz. I, I'm, most of the stuff I do is in the jazz world. So a lot of jazz musicians have always had to travel, you know, go out and you know, get on a plane, or people go to Europe, or they go to Asia, or they just travel around the country. I, I'm pretty much local, so I get my car. So I've played gigs up in New York. I've gone to Atlantic City. I've gone out west to, like, Harrisburg. I've driven down south to, like, um, Baltimore, D.C. area. But the point is you play in front of people. And because of the lockdown, it seems like the restaurants, the places I play, the bigger places, um, it seems like they're going to be the last ones to open up, if they open up at all. So when things get better, I mean, I'm going to do whatever is available. I mean, there's going to be that many more people that are jockeying for those positions. The audience isn't going to be the same. You know, if I play a place that usually holds like 100 people, that same place may only have like maybe 50 people or maybe 25 people. So it's kind of more like the survival of the fittest. I hope to do more of this stuff online because that's another way to generate income because what's happening, I'm bringing the audience to the people, they don't have to come out. They don't have to get in their cars and drive to a club, you know, pay a cover. So in a way, if they can buy into this concept, and if we're together as a band, they see us playing and interacting the way they would on a stage, hopefully they'll, you know, support it. Right now I'm doing Facebook, and it's on the honor system. You can watch Facebook for free. So there's a lot of people that um, do that. Now, if everybody put up a dollar, that'd be $1,600, which would be split four ways. That's $400. That's a pretty good payday. If I did that twice a week, I'd be okay. And, and then some other stuff. Um, we didn't get that much. I think we ended up getting like maybe, maybe $500. And I have an overhead. I have to pay the studio. So we ended up making like close to $100, which, like I say, would have been good had I done a regular jazz gig. But I'd have to string a bunch of those together to make it work. And the audience, that fraction of the audience that, was, that, are, looking, that are looking in, viewing that program, you know, depending on them to kind of step up. There's a couple of folks that are more generous than others. You know, we're only charging like seven bucks for, for a show. Some people are charging as high as ten, some are as low as five, depending on who you are. I don't have the big the name as some other book, like the Bramford Marsalis or Wink Marsalis, those kind of those people are really kind of suffering. But they also have hookups, so they they've already jumped into this virtual world. So I'd imagine they're getting some income. 
But it, it's just tough. I mean, it's definitely tough. But I'm, I'm hoping, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, the, the, um, the playing field has been leveled, like I said earlier. So it's up to me to just hustle even more so and just try to string some stuff together. So um, that's that's what I intend to do. But I hope I can play in front of some people. I hope I can, you know, get a salary and do that kind of thing. Um, there's a jazz festival happening in Wilmington, the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. They're going to do a virtual festival. But what, what that means is there's not going to be an audience. We're going to pre-record our shows. Well, maybe do them live, but the band's going to be in a um, recording studio or a TV studio. But at least the band will be there. It won't be like one guy recording his part, his part and then sending it to somebody somewhere else and they're overdubbing. Um, that's not that's not live music. That's not um, how God intended for music to be. That's 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 like if you. I mean, I guess if you're an artist, you can do it because you know your paintings are in a gallery somewhere. Somebody has to come to the painting. So you can, it's a little bit easier for them, I think. But for a musician, that depends on that audience. You know, you depend on that spiritual, you know, exchange that happens. You know, I also play in church. And last Sunday was the first time we actually had a, a, a service. It was only like 12 of us in the place. It's a big church. You know, the, the, the um, musicians were there, a couple of choir members, uh, a couple of, um, deacons and, and, and the minister. We were all spread out. We all had our masks on. So that's happening. So I have that one gig. I have that. That looks like that's going to be steady. Hopefully the church will open up and more church members will be. But of course, they're going to have to be spread out. Main thing is just that audience that we're used to playing in front of. It's been diminished. It's been all but cut off now. So I hope it comes back, but I don't think it's going to come back the way it did. You know, they come back like at a, you know, maybe if we're lucky, maybe half the audience or a third of the audience will uh, be back. So yeah, that's what I, what I, what I'm hoping, and that's best case scenario. Have you benefited from any of the uh, social safety net features out there, like um, unemployment insurance? Federal stimulus, aka the twelve hundred dollars plus more for the kids, uh, loan, bank uh, forgiveness, you know, things like that. Um, any grants or loans from the SBA? Uh, have you gotten any federal help or state help or local help? I did. I did get the. I did get that initial um, stimulus of twelve hundred dollars, and I think they gave me five hundred dollars for Makai. He's thirteen years old, um, so I did get that. I got that rather quickly, actually. I was really surprised. Um, maybe because I, when I file my taxes, I go through a tax company, and it, it's already been set up. So some kind of way, it, um, it actually was deposited into my account, but within like a week of them even announcing it. This was a real surprise. I don't know. I guess God smiled on me. I know a lot of other musicians didn't get their money, or they, it took a while. So that's the only thing I've got. I didn't file for unemployment. Um, I'm trying to kind of hold off on that. I'm in a unique situation. I, I work for Temple, so I get a um, Temple University, so I get a W-2 from them. But I also have a lot of 1099s, like from the church gig I do every Sunday, some other um, private events, um, or some other like one-shot deals. I was working at jazz camp for two weeks, and they pay you 1099. They don't take the taxes out. So I just opted to just try to, you know, instead of go through all of that, that seems to be like a hassle. So I, I haven't, other than the stimulus, that's the only funding I've got. 
And I understand there's supposed to be another thing. And if they do that, you know, that's going to help out. So um, I don't have any loan forgiveness. I mean, I still got to pay my mortgage. I still got to pay my car payment. Although last month I paid like a percentage of the mortgage. I paid like maybe 80% of it. I'll probably do that again this month. I figure, you know, something's better than nothing. Um, so that's why I'm at on, on my bills, you know, I'm just trying to be frugal. You know, my wife, she went back to work, so she's back on salary. She had to use up some sick time, some vacation time. But, you know, hopefully she's back. And so we have her income coming in. So it's that's where we're at. So I'm just trying to scramble around. Just break my band camp where I got my music, I get drips and drafts. You know, somebody sends $5 here, $10 there. And I guess it adds up you know, over time, and I've just been putting some product out. You know, that's a good thing. I have a couple of albums, self-produced albums, so I put some of those things up, and I've got another project um, that I had in the can that I did 20 years ago. I'm going to put some of those cuts up. A lot of those folks are dead and gone. This was a live at Hortley's thing I did, um, documenting the music, so a lot of folks that are not no longer here, and some people that were starting out that have kind of blown up and they're like stars. So those kind of things, you know, just going into my archives and using those as as a minute revenue source. So that's what I'm doing. I know I kind of stepped out of answering your question, but the main thing I got that stimulus thing, the um, $1,700. Now I'd like you to take uh, some time as long as you need uh, to acknowledge any family and friends, you know, who are affected by directly or indirectly this whole COVID-19 uh, situation. Uh, so just take your time and just give a shout out to whoever you wish. I've been spending more time with, you know, Michael Jr. I mean, he's, um, he was, he's had a kind of rough way to go. He's got like a lot of kids and he was working for his um, uncle on um his mother's side, they were doing landscaping, but that fell through, and I don't know if that's going to come back at all. So he's basically screwed. Um, there's no income coming in, and everybody's kind of locked down. But I've been visiting him, and you know, my, my grands, my oldest grandson, Christian Elijah, he's like 15. And he's actually he's, a, he's got six of his kids. He actually has 10 kids. I don't know if you knew that. Got four from another lady and one from this first one. He kind of, you know. Um, he's been kind of nuts, but I've been bonding with him. We just spiritually just been talking, you know, just a lot of stuff. And um, actually, in one of our visits, I met somebody. Um, I need to back up. He actually spent some time in jail. You know, he's been out for a while. He's been trying to get it together, but you know, having all these kids and kind of of a hole that's kind of deep. So he was working, but now he's not working. But um, so we, but we've gotten a chance to bond, but there's nowhere to go. I'm not going into Jenny gigs. I don't, only place I go to his house is with another friend of mine who has a little baby daughter. So I go see her every once in a while. But um, it's been good, you know, but we've been checking and just talking, and it's, it's been good spiritually. And one time, I, you know, last time I went up there, um, actually introduced me to a friend of his, you know, one of his homies from the street that actually died of jail a little while ago. It turns out this guy is an excellent singer. I mean, he sings like as good as anybody who's out there singing. So, but he's out on probation. He's trying to do the right thing. And I'm trying to hook him up because I, I know some people in the industry that actually could do some things that they wanted to. 
So I'm trying to, you know, do that. So it's just been a blast. Just spiritually, I think I've grown. To answer your question, you know, I can't really put that in the bank, but there's no price on spirituality. There's no price on enlightenment. I'm just seeing some things. And um, I think I'm becoming a better person. Maybe a little bit more angry, but in certain areas, I've become more vocal where I wasn't before. I think that was something that was, you know, hereditary that we didn't speak. We were quiet. We just kind of told the line. I'm breaking away from that. So I'm becoming my own person at the right book, young age of 63. So there's some blessings. There's definitely a silver lining all this. And I just got to find a way to turn it into a couple of dollars so I can pay the bills. <laughs> so, um, and I'm talking to you. I mean, I haven't, we haven't talked in a while, and I'm going to rectify that. You know? you know, So it's like hookups, you know, with my stepdaughters. We kind of, you know, reached out to each other. And it's, it's, um, so those, those interpersonal things, those things have gotten better, you know, and they probably wouldn't have if everything that this from coronavirus had to because I'd be on my, so doing what I'm doing, doing my gigs and not talking to people. And, you know, so where I've fallen off financially, I've gained more, um, in terms of family and just some, just overall enlightenment. Spiritually, I feel like I'm closer to God than I ever was. I mean, even though I still curse and I still look like, um, you know, to the outside, it was like a reprobate. I probably am. But <laughs> my spiritual thing is a lot stronger. And that's helping me. I have an inner peace that I know it's going to be all right, no matter what happens. And if worst comes to worst, I really don't want to drive and use state things. I'm not really cut out for that. I've been a full-time musician. I've been able to support myself. For, since I've gotten into the um, 43 years, and I'm blessed for that, but, you know, sometimes things change, and, you know, like I said, it's going to force me out of my comfort zone, and um, I'm doing things that I probably wouldn't have done. Um, meeting up with some younger folks, fortunately, they're computer savvy, and they're more set up for this. If this had happened 20, 30 years ago, we all would So, Mike, uh, we're coming to the end of this interview, but uh, let us know how we can get in contact with you just in case somebody needs a, a virtual bass lesson, uh, somebody wants you to do a virtual gig, or they just want to you know, reach out and, and talk. How can they get in touch with you? Okay, well, a couple ways. I mean, the, probably the two, well, my phone number is um, 267 7877, lots of sevens. Uh, uh, my email address is en, as in Nancy, oob, as in boy, ek, as in kite, im, as in Michael. And if you look at that, that's actually Mike Boom backwards. That's kind of my handle. People are know, they know me as Mike Boom. My real name is Michael Edward Boom, but Mike Boom is how I go by. So that word e-n-o-o-b-e-k-i-m at yahoo.com and i'm also on facebook so they can, you can look up facebook um there's a bunch of i don't know how many i know there's a, one or two other mic phones but um, i'm the musician um so just log on and i do facetime um like i said i'm very computer illiterate so those are the best ways to contact me Unfortunately, I don't have a website, but hopefully that may happen. I mean, that needs to happen, you know, in order to reach more people. I don't have one at this time. But those um, 
avenues are probably the best way, um, avenues to reach me. Thanks, Mike, for your generosity, for calling in, and for sharing your story of survival with us. Take care, and I'll talk to you real soon. Give my love to the fam. Bye. As I mentioned earlier, Mike will be releasing his eighth album, Enjoying the View, this week. I just finished listening to the entire album, and in my humble opinion, it is fantastic. His gigging schedule is at least as active as it was pre-COVID. And if you don't believe me, just do a search on Google and be blown away by the number of YouTube videos out there of him playing. For all his obvious talents, self-promotion is not one of them. He doesn't use his website for that purpose. However, he is active on Facebook and his music is available on Spotify. I'm sure it's available in other places as well. I'll find out where you can purchase a CD. I may have a partial solution for his distribution problem, but that will require some more research on my part. You can learn more about Mike by visiting his website, Mike Boone Base. That's Mike Boone Base, one word, dot com. A quote for today is from Indian contemporary artist Subhad Gupta. A positive attitude may not solve all our problems, but that is the only option we have if we want to get out of problems. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website much more to say.weebly.com. That's much more the number two say.weebly.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our brand new blog where you will find audio, video, post, essays, and the latest news and notes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Episodes are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.